This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 237. Hello, veterinary friends. Welcome to the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast. Today, I have a very exciting guest for you. Her name is Danielle Tienel, and she is a certified life coach, author, and speaker, and she has an advanced certification in faith-based coaching. She hosts the Peaceful Mind Podcast, and she's the owner and CEO of Daniel Tienel Coaching, where she teaches Catholic moms to balance their lives and accomplish their goals. And she's also my life coach and my very good friend. Welcome to the podcast, Danielle. I'm so excited. Hi, Julie. I'm excited too. Thanks so much for having me. I know. This is so fun. I, I can't believe we haven't done this sooner. I know. And you left one thing off, which is what, what your listeners to know. That what we, I forget. That we became certified life coaches together. Oh, we were yeah. in the same class. Yes, we were in the class together when we got certified. That's how we met. So yeah. we know what it was like at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. And we watched each other coach from the beginning too, right? That was That's painful right. <laughs> when I was well, always getting yelled at for directing people instead of coaching them. Right. <laughs> and, and I was yelled at for, to, to let the perfection go. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. You, you are a hardcore perfectionist, <laughs> but that's why your stuff is so lovely and beautiful because you, you have that personality, right? Well, it, it served me until it really didn't. And coaching helped me <laughs> see that actually I needed to get out of my own way. Um, and motherhood in itself was a, like a real wake up call for that perfectionism. So I think that when I learned through coaching, it met at a right time that it act, what actually wasn't serving me anymore. So um, I'm grateful for that because I yeah. really call myself a recovered perfectionist now and life is much better. Yes. Right. When you can let it go a little bit. Mm -hmm. So tell me your story. Like, so the listeners know who you are, how you started, how you got to this place in your life where you're a entrepreneur and a life coach and a mom and all that, whatever you want to tell us okay. as much or as little as you want to tell. Yeah. Well, my story started a couple decades ago when I was kind of in, like, I really gravitated towards the self-help and development books. Um, the Power of Positive Thinking by Norman Vincent Peale was very uh, helpful to me in my original career. My original career, you can see where the perfectionism um, also grew, was I was a professional ballet dancer. But that book really kind of opened opened my mind, for lack of a better word there. And um, it was really helpful. And then I want to fast forward to uh, a place in my, mom, in my my life where I was now a mom, married for several years. I had several kids. I have three kids. And it was just this kind of what I think is, you know, I guess breaking point a little bit where I was just consumed in all of it. I was working outside of the home with a, with a job. I was running a home. I had three kids that were very active in multiple activities each. Um, I was moving my um, older parents to live in a home right next to me. We oh, needed, no, really? Yeah, they live across the street, just 50 steps. Oh, that's <laughs> lovely. <laughs> um, and the house needed renovation. And then there was like, well, while we're renovating them, we might as well do a few things with our own home. And so when you kind of think about the circumstances that were in my life and what, quote, I was juggling at the time, it was very, very overwhelming. And then as somebody who liked perfection, you know, things to be orderly and running well, I just could never be on top of it. And I didn't like who I was uh, becoming, how I was showing up for a mom. And what I know now that I didn't know then is that I was in a lot of blame and victimhood for my life circumstances. For instance, I would blame my boss for what he was asking of me. I was blaming the contractors for not keeping on schedule or, or the pricing, keeping the price. I was blaming the kids when they forgot to pack the soccer uniform or their lunch. Um, Sorry about so, that. so, you know, it was just like, I, I was in a lot of victim and I kept say, saying to myself, like, I'm smart, I'm college educated. 
why can't I figure this out? Like buying the new planner wasn't working, right? Getting yeah, every time you think if you just had one more app on your phone, you could do yeah. it. <laughs> so anyways, I will tell you that. And, and the job that I was in didn't really like fill my soul either, but my story, and this is pre-COVID, right? So this sounds like a little bit different now when I tell the story, but right. I literally got sick. I like physically got sick at a point where it was like, it was the flu, which morphed into bronchitis. But what it did is it had me being still for about two mm -hmm. weeks. And in this time, all of those mindsets that I had about how I needed to do everything and how everything would fall apart if I wasn't doing all these things, it sort of kind of revealed to me that I was wrong because the kids actually were taken care of. And people stepped in to help. And then my husband would do things. And it just gave me a chance to see that um, I just didn't have to be doing all the things that I was choosing. Thinking to do. that you had to be like yeah. you had all these thoughts that, oh, if, if I wasn't here, the whole place would fall apart. And that's not true. Yeah. Yeah. But the truth was, is that I felt out of balance. Okay. And I wanted that sense of calm and control um, back, but it took me getting sick and then having this chance to just slow down and think about things, which then had me just going back to work. It did go back. To, I went back to work and I was, I remember I was in the cubicle and I was booting up. The computer was booting up and I was waiting for my happy place beach scene to show up. And at this point, um, that is when my faith stepped in because I, I had a holy moment where I felt the spirit talk to me and it was really like, you need a change. You need to go home. Um, long story short, I followed it. Um, funny thing when, when you go with things that are helpful for you, things sort of kind of fall into place and work towards your behalf. But I was able to then have some months where I took care of me focused on things that really up-leveled my well-being. And it's in that time where I had the, the, the space to see that I then was met with a life coach friend and had a conversation and heard what she had to say. And she offered me some of her coaching help. And it was really transformational. Just that one conversation, it felt like really right. And it felt like things I hadn't heard before. And she also recommended a podcast and it was from that podcast that I listened to that again, had me connecting with the life coaching um, principles that you and I now follow and the tools that we learn through the life coach school. Mm -hmm. And it changed my life profoundly. I felt a sense of calm and control and I had a confidence and the results started like changing in my life. And I realized my parents were still moving there. It's things still cost the same. My nothing kids really still changed, had, right? Nothing changed outside, but things, oh, felt better and looked better. And I, you know, and it was because of the work that I did internally. Um, and then I also knew that I felt like it was a secret sauce. I felt like, didn't you feel like, tell me, Julie, didn't yes. you feel like you learned stuff that you were like, why didn't they teach us this in school? Yes. Like I, I, I still say that to this day. I'm like, I wish that I would have stumbled across all this when I was 20. Right. As my life would have been so much easier, you know, and it's not that I had a bad life. I mean, I did it all and I worked and I, and I wasn't unhappy, but it's yeah. just those, those core principles of, oh, it's not supposed to be easy. It's not supposed to, you know, be all roses and sunshine. And mm -hmm. I, I even had somebody that I was coaching the other day. I said to them, I said, the bad news is, or the good news, depending on how you look at it, if you quit your job, but you don't do any of the work, right? go to a different job, it's not going to be better. Like that new job isn't going to cure you. And that's what we all think, right? If we just change our circumstances. Yeah. So the real work learning is that. Yeah. It's in, it's the internal shifts that you mm -hmm. want. And it's not, it's simple. Sounds simple. It's just not easy. Exactly. And that's why you want, or a coach to be able to, to help you through that. So in, in learning it, I really, um, felt called to do this as my next, uh, profession. Um, and 
I wanted to help the moms that were just like me, the ones that were thinking, what am I missing? There's something wrong. Why am, why am I broken? Why am I smart, but not making progress who felt overwhelmed and who blamed the people around and they weren't changing. And I blamed the clock. I blamed time. Right. right? But yet that's not ever changing. We have 24 <laughs> hours in a day yeah, and I, I don't think have. that's going to change. Right. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of my story. So I got certified and then I felt compelled to focus in on moms. And when I first started up a group, I did a kind of survey. I collected over 600 uh, answers to what moms wanted. And nice. the, most, the most answers that were given is they wanted to, how do I balance home, work, my family, you know, myself, my faith in my uh, instance. And so then I was like, well, they've told me what they wanted. So that's what I help moms with. I help them. And, that, and that's why you chose that group of people to coach. Yes. So and I am, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I don't want to change. I was just going to say, yes. And then what we learn business-wise, right, to be able to market to a very like niche focused, <clears throat> I mean, like you, veterinarians, right? If somebody sees you calling out that you can coach and they, it's, you coach veget, uh, veterinarians, they're like, oh, that's me. Right. I chose that I wanted my business to be um, around those moms of faith. Now I happen to be of the Catholic faith, but what right. we both know, right, Julie, is that all of our tools help any human being, any brain, you know, yep. that, that has it. So all the normal humans that think they're not normal, <laughs> <laughs> so many of them think yeah. that, that we have it all figured out because we coach or it's like, no, nobody has it figured out. That's, that's the fascinating part, you know? Right. We, well, it's like you and I, we know that process. But but yet we still have our own coaches. Yeah? Oh, sure. Because yeah, absolutely. Because you're in your own life. And so we need someone to help us get out of our own way, like yeah. from outside of the jar, help us read the label when we're inside of our life. So yeah, I love that. And the, one of the reasons why I also like that is because can you do everything on your own? Can you figure it out? Like you can, it's just quicker easier and more fun. I think when you have somebody else helping you along the way, support, accountability, a cheerleader. Yeah. Well, and when you're so deeply buried in your own brain and you're struggling to have someone else kind of listen to you and then show you what's happening, you know, like you did with me, it's like, oh, oh, this is why you're feeling the way you're feeling. You know, I came to you and I was like, oh, I can't do all this and, or whatever our problem is. It's kind of like, oh, that's it. But there's nothing wrong with me. It's just my normal human brain. And that's how our normal human brains work. And until someone else notices what's going on and shows it to us, it's really hard to get out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, so talk to the moms because I know I have a lot of people. I was a working mom for years and owned a business at the same time. And I wish I would have had a coach back then because I think my life would have been way easier, but tell me about that. And that's why I do what I do because I want moms to have it easier and, and yeah. not necessarily easier, but have the tools to handle it all. Well, here's a few things that I know would right off the bat, bring moms more success, I guess, for lack of a better word in whatever area that they feel like they're growing. And the first right. one is kind of what we touched on is that you're going to want to sense a uh, focus on things being done and not perfect. Mm. You want progress and not perfection. If you yeah. find yourself and I, and I do, I have coached doc doctors. I have several doctor clients. And then in your case, like again, veterinarians and doctors, yeah. I know that uh, there are, are probably more that are perfectionists than are not because it, it it's helpful in to become one, to do the schooling you need to do sure. to the longevity. And for me, like in my first profession that it helped to want to perfect my technique as a ballet dancer yeah, and things. Ballet. But when it came to motherhood, it was not effective at all. No. And so speaking to mom veterinarians, I would really like say drop, you want to drop the perfectionism. And the tool that we offer to do that is called B minus. 
I'm also positive that a lot of you all have received high marks that you were after the A plus, right? And in motherhood, the new A I want for you is around a 70 to 80, depending on like what school you go to, like what is actually a B minus grade <laughs> right. that changes, like it's different. Um, my daughter's just finished up their first year of college. And I, I don't know, I think, you know, an 80 to a 90 was a B, but yet in school, like an 85. Anyway, right. Right. you want to, if you can learn to do something that is just, it's good enough. So in my instance, if I'm writing an email to, you know, my clients or something like that, I don't spend a whole lot of time rewriting it or making sure it has perfect spelling or anything like that. I literally, sometimes I write it and press send. And what I say to myself is, well, it was probably worth about a B minus, <laughs> but it's done. And then I can move on. So I would just like your listeners to contemplate where in my life am I constantly striving, but I never arrive. Like, and what are you leaving hanging that you could actually just finish if you, if the goal was to get a B minus. So that's yeah. one thing that I, well, I love that because, you know, at work, we're so perfectionistic because there's lives at stake, right? Like the spay has to be done very well. So the pet doesn't die. You have to write up your notes properly. And so we do have this like really high achiever brain. But if you can separate some of that stuff from the mom stuff, I know when my daughter was very young, my daughter's very, a very artsy soul. And when she was little, she liked to dress herself and she'd put on like two different shoes and her hair really weird and clothes that didn't match. And then she'd want to go out. And my perfection part of me would be like, I can't take her out like that because I don't want people to think that I dress my daughter like that. You know, she's two or three. I don't know how old she was four, maybe. And then I just had to go, but, but I'm allowing her to be creative and who cares what people think. And so I vividly remember taking her to a store and waiting in line. And this lady behind me was like doing the up and down at her and then looks at me. And I just was like, she likes dressing herself. That's her outfit that she picked. Like, who am I yeah. to judge? And so it's that kind of thing, like that being the B minus mom when your kid is their hair's messy or the bed doesn't get made that morning or there's dishes in the sink. Like all of that is is OK and yeah. not to get stressed about. Is that kind of part of what you talk to your your mom? Yeah. about? Exactly. And and when, what you just said, it reminds me when you just said like the, the dishes in the sink, we want to remember that, you know, before when they were babies, if you're at that stage, you are the one doing the dishes. And then maybe when they're a little bit older, they're helping out, but there is going to be a time where I'm like entering with my children where the, they're going, some are off in college and I have more time again. You right. know, so we, we want to take what stage of motherhood we're in and remember that there are positives and negatives to all of the stages. But what happens is moms focus on what's not going well, like in that particular stage. Right. And then the focus is um, not looking at what is going well. And so maybe you have B minus, so you have dishes because that's where you're then going to help your child with homework because that's how you want to show up. Because you're um, prioritizing your task that's right. as a mom. That's right. Yeah. yeah, I love that. Okay, so that so, was your first point. So you said- Yeah, another point that I want to make is that um, moms who feel more balanced, they say no often, mm. like way more than they say yes to things. Yeah, that was always a struggle for me. I always wanted to do everything. I right. still do. I still have that personality. <laughs> but one of the reasons, well, it, aside from the being a perfectionist where we have the thought I need to do it myself or it won't get done or it won't be done right. And remember when I was in the sick bed, that was, that was totally shot and crumbled that thought right. because right. everything did get done and everything was fine when I wasn't able to do it. Yeah. But the saying no often is more of that what you kind of just brought up with the mom in line doing the looking at your daughter, the why you didn't want to bring her there is because you were quote afraid of what other people would think. But what, what we've learned right in 
um, coaching is that we have zero control over that anyway, no matter right. how perfect our house is, we could have someone walk in and they could think it was ugly and it wouldn't, that that's their right. Like right. whatever they're thinking. Yeah. We can't control so, them. Yeah. So saying no is, is helping you to become less of a people pleaser because when you say no, you're actually saying yes to things that are more like important to you or might fill you up. So if you're saying no to volunteering, like if you're a working uh, outside of the home um, mom, and then you have this thought, oh, I, I'm never helping at the school parties or events, right? That's not helpful. And so if you say yes to that, when you really wanted to be working, then you're kind of, you're saying no to things that you, um, you're saying yes to things that I want you to say no more to. Right. And you're just realizing you're one human being and you only have a limited amount of time and energy. Yeah. And so you, we have to say no to things because when we say no to things, it highlights the yeses that we're saying matter and are important to us. Yes. And it makes me think of an example that I sometimes run across with the veterinarians is they are at work and they don't want to say no to the clients because they have this guilt that if I don't take care of this pet, then nobody else can or nobody else will. And I think we as veterinarians need to break free from that because we can't, we can't stay healthy enough to take care of the pets that we want to take care of if we overextend. And so, you know, if you're a working mom and you're supposed to get out of work at five and your kid has a program at 530 that you need to be at or six or whatever, and you, you want, that's a priority for you is to be with your kids, then you have to say no to the clients. You mm -hmm. have to. And then you have to deal with the guilt. So what's your recommendation for that? Like that, well, well, oh, I didn't help that person and now they're angry. I mean, obviously you can't control their feelings, right? That's yeah. the one thing we already said. Well, what I would like to point out is that it's the, the one of the reasons why you want to say yes to that person who brought in their pet after the hour you wanted to leave in is because of how you want to avoid how you would feel if you said no to them, okay, right. you, you want to avoid that feel negative bad, right? Yeah. But what, what you're not seeing is that when you say yes, or even if you say no to be, you know, with your child and to go watch them, the feeling of guilt also feels terrible. <laughs> yeah. Okay? So you're so, not avoiding anything. <laughs> so, so one, you're feeling terrible and missing out on seeing your child and, or two, you're seeing on your child, but you're feeling terrible because of what you're thinking about. So, but one of them has a result that you will like, and you will like being the mom who, shows I don't know, said, shows up. That's right. Right. right? So you kind of want to see that sometimes they're both options are negative, but they would have, one of them has a positive result. I would urge them to pick that one. Yeah. And, well, and that, go ahead. I was going to say, I think that could be a whole nother episode when we're talking about mom guilt, because this is one thing I know it's guilt. Isn't caused by whether you're in a place or not in a place. Guilt is what you're deciding to think about whether you're in the right place or not in the right place. Right. But it, it's one of those feelings. This is another thing that really I highlight to my mom that you guys, this world that we're living in it's meant to have the positive and the negative, right? Like frustration and annoyance and anger like has its uses because it it helps propel us, you know, to in, in different directions. And of course we wanna be after confidence and balance and control and calm and peace, but it's going to be, life is made up of both. However, there's certain emotions that don't serve a purpose. And guilt is one of them. Like, yeah. I can't find an upside to it, right? right. So, yeah, it's yeah. not a badge of honor to worry, to be a mom who worries or to be a mom who is like, oh, I feel guilty. Like, it just doesn't serve us in one way. Well, or and, and I would offer too to the moms out there that the guilt 
that we think, you know, we think that our kids aren't going to turn out right if we don't do X, Y, and Z, or our kids aren't going to be strong humans if we don't do X, Y, and Z. And so sometimes I say to my working moms, it's like, okay, what good is coming for your children from seeing you being a working mom, seeing you striving to improve your life, seeing you getting life coaching and working on yourself and taking that time for yourself and what you love, what good is that doing? Because that was one of the things I don't know, because I didn't know about life coaching, but when I was a young working mom, I was just like, look, if I was a stay-at-home mom, my mm-hmm. I would be a miserable at that. I would hate it. I would hate my life. And so I had to say like, okay, for me to be the best mom I can be, I have to work. And then that guilt that you, you know, feel or don't feel, I'm just going to have to decide on purpose that my kids are going to be stronger and better humans from not only having me as a working mom, but also seeing me as a working mom. And so it was kind of like a, you know, like we learn in life coaching to change the way you think about something is so powerful. And so I ask my moms, what, what good is coming for your children? And I've had them say, oh, I never really thought of that. Like everybody thinks having a working mom is bad, but my mom worked when I was a kid. I mean, I was a little older when she went back to work, but in a lot of ways it, it made me stronger. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the key there is also too that I mean, you didn't have to work, but you definitely wanted to work. And right. for many, it is something. And when I say work, I say meaning work outside of the home. Outside the right? home, right? Yeah, yeah. it's still work to stay home because that yeah. would have been harder for me. <laughs> right, but still, like you, you do. All moms want our kids to be happy, but you know how we get our kids to be happy is if mom's happy and if working outside of the home fills you up and gives you the joy you need, then you're going to be the example for them. And that is really the key is, yes. you know, but, but what happens, it's the other way. They, they spend all their time and energy making the kids happy and doing all the things for them. And then they've let their self-care go, or they are at a job that they want to and, and love, but then their, their mind is focusing on focusing on how it might not be the right thing to do, or they're not spending enough time with the kids. And then they suck the joy out of what could be there. Um, yeah. And it could be exactly what the kids need. Maybe they don't want mom around all the time, right. Depending on what age they are, but still, um, it's yeah, we, the beautiful thing is that we get to create our experiences, whether we choose to work, or be home or do both or how, how it feels when we're at work or at home, we get to choose. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So yeah, let's do another podcast on mom guilt. Yeah. (laughs) I I have a lot of stories about that. (laughs) Even now my kids will make me feel guilty or they'll, they'll talk about how hard they had it when they were kids. Right. And I'm like, ah, Um, you're, you're fine. Yeah. So if I, maybe I'll just offer one more point. Yeah. Yeah. I'm writing down, I'm writing down the the points that you're giving. So I'm keeping notes to to drop perfection, to say no, no more often. And I want to add this one. Now, remember I'm, um, I come from faith in my coaching and one of my pillars is to call on our faith and, but it still works in conjunction with anyone who it again, doesn't have to have at least does definitely doesn't have to follow my faith or be a Christian. But the way that I word this is to talk to yourself of how God would talk to you. Mm, Yeah. And another way to look at this is what I've called. I did a podcast on this called best friend brain versus bully brain. So in my case, I talk about it as if I was sitting down on a bench, just having a conversation with Christ would he be telling me like, come on, Danielle, hurry up. Or, you know, the house is really slacking or yeah, you need to like need to vacuum. Right. Or, you know, all of the, you know, you should be ashamed of yourself for yelling at the kids. Like, no, he would not say that to me yet. The way we speak to ourselves, we wouldn't, that's where I say best friend versus bully brain because we would not say those things to our best friend if they came to us and said, 
I'm so overwhelmed. I have so much anxiety. I'm like, I don't know what to do. Life's not like we wouldn't, we'd be compassionate and we'd have self-love. And this is where I feel, see moms get in trouble is that they're not talking to themselves as if their, their, their best friend would be talking to them. Yeah, or as if they're them. loved. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you recommend that they do that? Like, I know what I say, cause I, I call it that Chihuahua brain. That's always, okay. you know, I, I call it that. Cause that's what it reminds me of is the, the scared, freaked out, bitey Chihuahua. Yeah. So what, what's your advice if somebody's really deeply ingrained in that kind of thinking, like that self kind of that Loading. shame? Yeah. yeah. Like we have that ability to make ourselves, to talk to ourselves so terribly and yeah. feel so abnormal, like this isn't right. I shouldn't be doing this. What's kind of like your first, if you can give them a tip, what's your first step other than speaking to yourself more lovingly how do you get out of that well I, I think the name and what I called it is what I actually want them to tangibly do to literally visualize okay if your best friend came to you with the same Problem. line of talking yes mm -hmm. what would you say to them or if you are a Christian to think about that what do you think God would say to you about this. Right. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. that's literally that the exercise. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. would Jesus say this to me? Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Or you kind of twist on that. What would he say? You know, he would forgive or, you He'd know, say, Relax. Is right? <laughs> yes. Relax. It's all good. I got it. <laughs> yeah. I remember I had a neighbor once, this is even before coaching, but I've, I've used this um, she came to me and we were talking, I could tell, I could tell that she knew that I was like a safe place, but that there, there was something that she was even just afraid to like say out of her mouth. And I just, and I was like, I tried to make it like, look, I'd love to help. Like, I'd love to help you. And she's, I think it was like a week or two prior. She had lost it. Like we do as moms, <laughs> right. Cause we're human. Right. And I will tell you the, the reason why we do is because we don't feel good for some other reason. We're stressed right. yeah. and we're overworked. And that is, when moms are like, I want you to help me yell less. I'm like, well, I got to get you feeling better. I got to get you filled up again. The but yelling is that negative emotion buildup, right? It's the action that comes from you feeling negative. Yeah. Right. yeah. It's like, yeah. And she finally got it out. And I guess a week or two prior, she had yelled at her daughter to shut up, mm. but she kept that guilt and shame. And, and I remember being like, Oh, is that all? I mean, I mean, not that again, like, you know what I mean? Not that I'm right. like saying like, Oh, that's something we all want to do, but right. I know what goes on in the lives of moms and what happens when we're stressed and it doesn't change your worthiness or that you're a good mom, but it happens because we're human. Yes. We're human. Mm -hmm. And to be able to give her like, how would a best friend talk to you to be like, you're not alone. That's happened to me before and give an example for your own life and be like, you know, just kind of helping her realize to release that shame. Um, yeah. Well, I think that's something that I, I try to teach the people that I coach. And, you know, when I do the podcast is we all have this thought that everybody else has it better figured out than we do because, and I think it's worse now because of social media, like everybody looks like they've got it all together and they're, they've got this happy family. And, but what we don't realize is that's kind of their facade that they're putting on. And we all have, we all have these things going on. Yeah. You Everybody's know? life is. 50, every 50, mom 50. has yelled at their kids and not meant to, like it was a mistake or every mom is, you know, I don't know, said something that they were ashamed that they said to their kid or about themselves, you know, like mm -hmm. mine was kind of like self de self deprecating, which you think is okay, but it affects your children you know, and, and sometimes you're like, oh, that I shouldn't have said that. And, and hanging on to all that isn't healthy or, or even useful. Yeah. 
Yeah. And if you can teach kids that, you know, I'm human and that's why this happens and you can apologize to them or whatever, Mm -hmm. and then let it go. That's what you would tell your friend, right? Yeah. That's what early on how coaching really helped me is that am I still, I know all of this stuff now, right? Yes. And I have my own life coach too, but yeah. Do I ever feel overwhelmed? Yes. Do I ever worry? Yes. But what the difference is, is I've learned how I've trained my brain in a way with these tools and gotten the help that I needed and gained the knowledge that that the knowledge was actually the missing piece. Yeah. Yeah. I learned no one it, ever taught us how to think this way. Yeah. But what it does, and I bring that mom into as an example that I just gave is that when I feel overwhelmed, I don't stay there very long. I know how to get myself out of it. Mm-hmm. So, or the guilt, if I do like mess up and feel guilty about something, it would derail me for a week. Right. I would sit there and think, is that the day my child is going to remember? Like when they grow up, is that they're what gonna they're going to be gonna, in therapy? Like, judge me on their- They're going to tell their therapist how bad their mom was. (laughs) I think that's (laughs) Now I know what creates guilt, right? In my thinking and my thoughts. And I know that it's not going to have me taking action in my life to get me the results that I want. So I'm so aware of that now and I have the tools. And so do I feel guilty from time to time? Yes, but it doesn't stay and linger there. So the goal is not to eradicate and having life being calm and perfect and feel organized all the time. And, you know, the goal is just to be less of it or to know how to, to then pivot, to get to where you want to be feeling. And that is where the beauty of the life coaching tools and concepts come in. Right. Right. You're basically, we, as life coach are, are teaching our clients how to use these tools to help themselves. Yes. So it's not like every time you have a problem, you have to call your life coach. You're like, oh, I know how to fix this. And then when you get really stuck, then yeah, you have to have to get somebody to kind of help you work through it. I think that's kind of one of those things that people don't understand. You know, like I've had some of my clients say to me, how does it feel to have it all like figured out? And I (laughs) laugh. I'm like, oh, honey, you have no idea. I am, I am an an anxious, worrying kind of person. And so I have to work, like I have to continuously do the work. Yeah, It's work. It's not like a magic pill that we give you that says here, have this like magic life coaching pill. It's going to make you your life beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we were, we were schooled and and gained the skills to be able to help somebody else when they come, but we also are a human being with a human brain inside our body that we also need help. And, um, you know, plus I also, what I love about life coaching too, is that it doesn't, it's, it's not just most people come when there, there's like an issue or a challenge that they want to, but it's also super useful when things are good and you feel like, yeah, I'm good there to untap this potential that you have yeah, to in keep momentum going. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Get you. And sometimes it's even what I love about it is sometimes it, it gets you to dream. Like mm-hmm. so many people that I work with, I'm like, well, what, what would you do if you could do anything? And that's something that nobody ever lets us think about. Right. Yeah. I know the answer for me and you, what, what that was about a year ago, we could talk about it. Um, yeah. Like many, I had the dream of writing a book. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I put in my own, you know, what I've learned and how to create the results that I want and had a coach help me go through when I got stuck. Yes. Cause (laughs) that is, that is a big thing, right. To get, get over, especially if you've never, you've, you've thought your whole life, you couldn't do it. Right. That was like, that was my belief. Right. Mm -hmm. And it really, it's like how you get to anywhere, right. You break it down into as many small steps as possible. And then you literally just take one at a time. And then that all adds up. And then before you know it, you have published a book. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So just so you know, those of you that are listening, Danielle has a book and she's got it on her website, I believe. And she I can actually don't have it on my website oh. yet. Julie, well, you have it on Amazon website. though. It's on Amazon, right? 
Yeah, it is on Amazon. It will be on my website soon, but um, right. It's um, the book is called the cyclone mom method. I love that. And it's how That's to call upon your God-given power to remain calm in control and confident as a busy mom. And this is a five-step method that I um, created after coaching for years and seeing the same thing show up for moms. Yeah. Um, and the reason why I called it the cyclone mom method is because um, I read this somewhere and it's that cyclones draw its power from a calm center. Mm. And That's so true. do moms. And so I want moms to become a cyclone and the five steps that I have helps them. So yes, I then put it together and it is available on Amazon right now. I'm so excited. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. And Danielle coached me through, I had my book like almost written, but I, I got to this point where I, I was really having a hard time organizing it like into chapters. And then I reached out to her because I was like, all right, I'm, this is never going to get done. I just can't do it. I'm, I, I got so stuck and she helped me unravel all of that. And now mine is almost ready. It's at, it's getting its cover designed right now. So, so I'm do excited. you have a title reveal or anything? Maybe you don't want to do it now, but I, well, least, it's, okay. the book is called love your veterinary life. I love and it. It has a subtitle and, and it's how to harness your mind and build an incredible life. But, um, it, I want people to love veterinary medicine. Like that's my passion because I love it so much, even though it was hard. And like, I had that whole hard life that all these moms are having the working mom struggles that everybody mm -hmm. has. And since I learned about life coaching, I thought if I could help veterinarians figure this out early on, then they could build this incredible life in vet med and not struggle as much. Not that they're not going to struggle because we know that that's still going to happen, right. Right. but they're going to have the tools and the stories and the ideas and the things to question. There's questions in the book, ask themselves to help themselves kind of unravel their brain and get, um, you know, get on the path to loving, loving their vet life. So that's where that's so from. excited for you. I'm so proud of you. I know. Uh, well, it, it, I have to give you credit. There's going to, there's going to be a little credit to Danielle to help me get getting through it, but yeah, I'm excited. And I think that, you know, before we met and went through life coach training, would you have ever thought that you could write a book? I knew that the, um, the plant, the, the seed was planted years ago. Right. And yeah. again, I think that I, I struggled with knowing like what it would look like and when and what it was, but it was kind of like when I would, the timing just wasn't right. It's like, yeah. you kind of just nurture it a little bit. Right. And when it was right, when the process and even the idea of when I read that about cyclones, I'm like, that's mm -hmm. it. That's then the that part became more easy, you know, right. it's easy. So a lot of times we, what we're doing is we're trying to control it ourselves to make it happen. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. we need to just like, you know, let it let come, go, let go a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I love but that. You're going to help so many veterinarians. I'm so yeah, excited. I'm excited too. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully, hopefully when this podcast come out, comes out, we'll be pretty close. Yeah. I'm, I'm waiting right now. I'm in the waiting stage again, which you know, isn't, isn't good for me. <laughs> I'm not a good waiter. I can, I can help you with that. I can, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can coach yeah. me through that. Yeah. Okay. So, um, is there anything else that we didn't talk about? I know you gave us those tips that we yeah. should talk about while we're here. And then for sure, we'll do this again because this Great. is really, having a good time. Yeah. I think. I hope, I hope so you're fun. having a good time. Oh, of course I am. I love hanging out with you. Um, <laughs> the only thing, well, I, I did want to circle back to that, um, that survey that I did and now how I help moms have more balance in their busy lives. And I, I kind of wanted to speak to that word balance where yeah, moms mostly look to their look outside of themselves for balance. When they see that the house is clean and then the fridge is stocked and they got that report done and the notes are done and everything like that, then they're like, oh, you know, I feel balanced. But what I want you to know is that balance is whether when you, whether you feel in balance or out of balance, 
does not come from if the house is clean or if you finished your work notes or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Balance is a feeling that we create internally. And there's some other words that other feelings that are very closely associated. Like when we're calm, we feel more balanced. When we're unhurried, we feel more balanced. And I just wanted to let your listeners, you know, mom or not a mom, to think about that when it comes to life balance or work-life balance. It is self-created no matter what is going on in your life, no matter what you're dealing with, how many things you're quote juggling, that if you want to feel like your life is in balance, it's literally something that you can create in that moment. And I have a checklist that provides provides, um, you with a list of thoughts, a list of those feelings, and a list of some actions that are repeatedly what I have found that this is what balance moms can call on if they want to bring themselves in balance, then they would be thinking some of the thoughts I've provided. They would be creating how they're feeling and they would be taking this, um, these actions. Uh, And I've just provided a, a one, uh, sheet checklist when it has a little bonus too. it has some questions to ask yourself each day. And that really will help you direct your mind towards that, that, that peace and balance that you're after. So, um, and this is something they can find on your website, right? Well, I'm actually going to give you a link that maybe you can have in the show notes here and they can click right on it and and go in and they can get access to this PDF that they can download. Give us a couple of examples of the questions that you can ask yourself or the statements that you, the things you can think. Yeah. Okay. So in the, on the thoughts that a balanced mom thinks it's, you can, you, I love this one. I'm choosing to do all of this. Mm. You know, I, I, I love that one because my (laughs) husband throws that one at me. (laughs) And I'm getting ready to go to work and I'm like, oh, do I have to go to work today? I don't really want to go to work today. He'll say, oh, well then don't. Right. I love it. Why are you going? And I was like, because I'm choosing to. (laughs) Yeah. He he throws my life coaching back in my face. (laughs) Yeah. And then this, I'm choosing this. Yeah. This is another one that's kind of similar. I get to decide what to do with my time. Mm. We know that, do, do you all know that? Like, when we're saying yes to things and no to things and taking on things and what we have, you know, that's us. Nobody's making us, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that's a really hard. Anything. That's a very hard concept, though, because people think they have to work because of money. They have to take care of their yeah. kids. They have to, and it's yeah. like, no, you could You could just not do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So then, some of the feelings that balanced moms create for themselves is, um, worthy. Okay. Mm, that we're worthy for like, I love when they're feeling worthy. So then the action will be, they'll actually take time to, for self-care. Right. And in my coaching practice, I preach extreme self-care because I have to take some of these moms to the extreme, you know, for them to get back on track. Yeah. I like extreme self-care. That sounds fun. Yeah. I also loved unhurried. I'm always feel more in balance when I'm unhurried, whereas hustle Mm -hmm. I feel I'm out of control in that hustle mode. Right. Um, we spoke to a couple of the actions, like, um, for instance, the first one of the actions is they tell the truth when someone asks whether they can take on something more or not. So we want to be honest with ourselves. We say yes, if we can, and, you know, no, if we truly can't. Right. Um, and then I have to underscore um, self-care. They make Balanced moms make self-care a priority. And I for sure would put coaching in the self-care bucket because it raises your mental and emotional health. Yes. And yeah, Yeah, it absolutely does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I don't think unless you've tried it, you don't understand how powerful that is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So if you want to see the rest of this list, it's really, really good. I've got it up here on my computer. Um, Danielle did a great job with this. So 
you know, the ba- the balanced word is such a, it, it's guilt provoking, yeah. right? Like we think we have to be balanced and it's like, well, what does that really mean? And, and this makes sense. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you have to be at home all the time and be at work all the time. doesn't mean right. that. Yeah. And yeah. when, when it doesn't feel good for people, it's when they're looking at the outside things and seeing, thinking that it's not in balance, when balance, feeling balance is an inside job. Right. Right. You have to do the work, right? Yeah. On the inside. Well, I love this. So how long have we been going? Should we try to wrap it up? For a good while. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know it, it goes by fast when I'm having a good time. So I forget to watch the clock. Okay. So tell people where they can find you if they want. I'm going to put this um, link in the show notes to your, um, the balanced mom checklist. Yeah. Um, tell them if they, if they want to learn more about you or, or your coaching, where they can go. Right. So they can um, go to my website, which is my name.com. And that's Danielle Tienel. And it's spelled T-H-I-E-N-E-L.com. Um, so DanielleTienel.com. They can also find me on Instagram at Danielle Tienel Coaching. And you had mentioned earlier before, I have a podcast. It's called the Peaceful Mind Podcast for Busy Moms. And that can be found on any of your um, podcast platforms. Yeah. I'm so excited. Well, I really appreciate anything else you want to say before we wrap it up. We'll definitely, we'll definitely get together again and do the guilt. Oh yeah. That would be, that's a good one. Say a lot about that. (laughs) No, just thanks so much for, uh, for having me. And again, I'm just so thrilled, um, for the help you're doing. Yeah. I'm excited. All right. Well, have a beautiful week, everyone. And um, reach out to Danielle. She's a lovely human and you'll learn a lot from her. I appreciate you being here. Have a beautiful week. Bye.